or a cool beverage if you're watching from the Northern Hemisphere. So welcome back to our part two of our series on how to hire a great salesperson. I want to talk about the relevance of this. We had some comments and feedback yesterday and we were sort of watching who was and wasn't watching. If you are somebody who is employed, uh, if you're somebody who, if you're an employee, if you're a manager, if you want to be a manager, if you're somebody who wants to be a manager and you want to start growing in your career and moving up in an organization, it's important that you listen to what we've got in this second part of our two-part series because if you're moving into a general manager, management position at some point in time, you will have salespeople reporting into you. So for, for the future proofing of your career, I want to help you. Now, in terms of getting further levels up in your career, you're going to have to sell yourself. You're going to have to go for interviews. You're going to have to grow in your career to sell yourself because you're going to be the salesman of your salesperson uh, of yourself as you go through that career. So if you're somebody who's thinking about your career and thinking about progressing your career, if you're somebody who wants to increase your earning potential, if you want to increase uh, the money in your package, then I want to give you some insights today in how to hire, hire great salespeople uh, because you may have those people report into you in the future. And, and this is something that can go into your library of knowledge uh, around your career as you go. If you're somebody obviously who owns and runs a business, then having sales people and account managers and business development managers and uh, key account managers and sales associates and sales reps reporting into you uh, is, is going to be part of growing your organization because uh, you want to grow your business. Okay, so um, in this particular video, I want to talk more about actually building out the sales team. Yesterday, I touched on the questions by uh, ben Horowitz in The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Uh, I've got Luke and Zach helping me this morning uh, here in the foyer of our new home at Best Practice. And, uh, and it's a great opportunity to be with you. So um, thanks very much. So as always, I really appreciate if you guys let me know where you're watching from. I see there's a couple of people watching there on LinkedIn and a couple of people that have come on on YouTube. So in this particular session, I want to talk about helping your team. Uh, some really great feedback. I appreciate the thanks uh, from a couple of our clients who want more webinars. Uh, they don't always get the time to watch them, but uh, it was really great to hear that feedback this morning. Uh, I carpooled into the office with uh, one of our team members, Victoria, I picked her up and brought her into the office this morning. And she was giving me that feedback that some of the clients have been reaching out and saying that the webinar is really helpful. Um, they're just happy with me coming up with the concept. So I'll continue to do that. But if there is something specific that you guys want me to um, talk about in these webinars, then I want you to consider that. Okay, uh, welcome Cameron, welcome Luke. Good to have you guys watching there on LinkedIn this morning. And for those guys uh, watching on YouTube, please let me know where you're watching from. Okay, in this session, let's get into it. Yesterday, we talked about business development, team members. Uh, we talked about some of the principles of what to look for. Yesterday, we talked about the concept of the hunter and the farmer. Um, or the, you know, the finder, the keeper and the doer, different categorizations. So I want you to think about when you're building a sales team for your organization to increase the numbers of customers that your organization is talking to. We want to really think about, you know, what's the ultimate measure of success of business development people and salespeople in your organization. The, you know, the ultimate measure is revenue, is the, is the amount of money that comes into the business in cash flow. And so the real goal of the organization is to be increasing cash flow and figuring out the different ways that we can do that so that your business is financially, so the organization you work for or you own or you run is financially stable. So we really want to be thinking about mapping out what are our goals for our revenue? What are our goals for our cash flow? You know, what's our goal for our cash flow? Pre-cash flow is revenue. Pre-revenue might be purchase orders. Pre-purchase orders might be quotes. 
So we want to go, you know, quotes all the way down that flow, depending on the type of organization you've got and the transactions that are taking place. Now we can either increase the amount of transactions with one customer, or we can keep the transaction size the same, increase the number of customers. So the team we're talking about building is our, the key team of people that are front facing at the beginning of the process, they're facing your customer, uh, they're facing your marketplace, uh, they're, they're standing at the front of your shop, uh, they're the people that are interacting with the customers and organizing the commercial side of the transaction. Uh, not, sometimes they're the same people, but not always. Uh, the, the doers are the providers of the goods or the service or the product or the service. Now, obviously, uh, we, we do hear terms like e-com, uh, meaning e-commerce or electronic commerce. Uh, lots of organizations building out websites uh, and the websites do the selling for them. Now, somebody still needs to write the text. Someone still needs to design the website. That all needs to be done in an effective way. And so some investment in the website and investment in an online shop or shop, you know, online store for your organization to start to, um, to have internet transactions for your business, that can take over and do some of that. But the reality is people like buying from people and I'm sure you like buying from people from time to time. You wanna get guidance and advice. It's nice to talk to somebody to be able to ask questions. As soon as we finish this live stream, I've got like a heart out at the top of the hour uh, to, to go into another meeting where somebody's gonna be presenting some services to us. Uh, we wanna learn. We've read as much as we can online. We've got some questions that we wanna ask and, and there's a person that wants to come and work with us and provide some services on a retainer. I want to learn more about that process. So it is important that I think all organizations are going to continue to have business development and salespeople and front-facing salespeople in their organizations. And more importantly, that people like some of you guys watching, you are customer-facing, so you are always selling. And so despite, you know, I know some of the people watching and there's some, this is some specific advice, that you think that you're a technical person, but you're actually a salesperson. And I talk about learning parallel competency. So if you are a technical person in the organization and you're watching this uh, video, if you're a service-based operational type person in your organization, you are still selling. You know, your smiling face is still part of the business development, sales process, goodwill of the organization. We're all involved in keeping our organizations alive. So it's very important to be really customer facing and thinking about what the customers want. But more importantly, as we think about that stuff, we've got to look for those things in the people we're seeking to hire as we're seeking to grow our sales team. So why did I choose this particular topic and why are we doing this as a second part series? I wanted to get a bit deeper down into the process. Um, somebody want to get the door? Um, so um, in terms of that process is that we want to go and say, okay, um, you know, what do we need to be doing with that person? What does that person need to be doing to helping customers? The office dog has just come in the studio. So um, I apologize for that. I apologize about that background noise, but uh, Scupper the dog, that if you're following us on Instagram, you would have met Scupper on Instagram. Uh, he's come to visit the studio today. Uh, just come in the front door. Okay, so um, back to business. In thinking about hiring these key account people, yesterday we talked about, are they, do you want to hire a, a hunter? And so a hunter will be the kind of person that goes out into the marketplace, starts to identify key companies that you want to work with, key clients that you want to target. They're standing at the front of your business and they're right, they're saying, not you, you. You know, I'm going to identify you, I'm going to chase you. And a hunter will go and chase customers and chase specific accounts that you identify. You know you can guarantee results. Uh, you know, you can guarantee the benefits to those specific people. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a little bit closer to marketing because you're specifically identifying the market and a, and a hunter, a key account 
manager is going to identify key accounts and you're going to go specifically to those accounts, reach out to them and start the process of building the relationship and start the process of identifying how you can help and bring a huge amount of value to those organizations. We talked yesterday about the farmer. Uh, we've got a bunch of customers. They love what we do and they need to be managed. They need to be looked after. They need to be served, appreciated, felt like, you know, they, they want to be feeling some love. And that would be a farmer. So a farmer is working through the existing contacts and accounts that you have, the existing relationships that you have, and continuing to build and run the business. And then yesterday, we also talked about order takers. Do you just need an order taker? Uh, sometimes when you might go to, say, go out to, uh, to a, a food court or a food hall, and somebody is standing there, you've, you've, it's a self-service uh, you know, buffet, and then you go to the checkout. Uh, you know, the typical person in a checkout is an order taker. And so those kinds of people there, they're basically, um, you know, they, they are going through and they're saying, okay, we're going to just take, you know, you, you turn up with your groceries, the person scans the groceries through the checkout, uh, counts the groceries, and th that's an order taker. So when you're building your sales team or, or if you're leading a sales team, you really want to be thinking about which of those roles do I want? Now, here in our organization, in our sales team right now, we are building more hunters. We are, putting, we are employing people into our sales team here in the best practice business to be reaching out to specific companies that we know we can help, we can guarantee results, and we know that for the value, we're going to be actually really able to help them into the future. So that's something that I want you to be thinking about. So when we, when we go into the interview process and we're starting to talk about how we hire these people and find these people, we really need to be asking those kinds of questions. So what you can start to go and do some Googling if you like. What are the kinds of questions to ask in an, in an interview of a salesperson, you can, you can get some really great results from some Google searching. You can use the questions in the back of Baron, Ben Horowitz's book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. They're really great questions. I went through them yesterday with two people here in our organization, just looking at those questions and saying, okay, what are, they're questions for the leader of the sales team, but they're really like, what is the sales training program? What daily sales training are you gonna be doing? You know, how do you deal with objections? How will you deal with a specific type of objection? Um, how will you do your massive information gathering? Um, how will you be doing your presentation? How do you like to present? What's the most effective way to present to the customers that you're hoping to reach out to and do business with? And so a hunter's reaching out and saying, I want to do business with you. A farmer is saying, we're doing business with you. Can we do some more business with you? So do you need more farmers? Do you need more hunters? Do you need more order takers? And really starting to break those segments down is going to help you frame up the different process, the different script, the different resources that those people are going to need. And you may have some gaps and you may need to build that out. So really, this was really about asking the question about how you can use maybe your quality management system. And I know some of you are wondering how this all relates, that the management systems that we help organizations, you know, with process improvement and business improvement, they're there as, you know, they might include sales scripts, they might include processes, procedures, those kinds of things that are all part of that process to help grow and improve the organization. So it's those kinds of elements where we say, okay, what can we do to um, support you? And that's your business management system. That's supporting the bigger goals for the business plan in the organization. So... Um, if anyone's got any questions, um, please let me know. We were just going to make this a quick live stream today. Um, I can't see any comments there on YouTube. Um, someone can show of fingers how many we've got live on YouTube. You guys see there at all? Okay, okay. It's all right. I can see that. Yep, got it. 
um, and LinkedIn. So um, you guys who are watching, you've got exclusive access to me. Uh, I wanted to cover this specific topic today in terms of uh, not how to be a better salesperson. I'll cover that and how to sell yourself. I've covered that in previous sessions. So those of you watching, if you want to know more about how to sell yourself and sell what you're doing and improve what you're doing, go back and have a look at the YouTube videos that we've produced over the last couple of weeks and um, have a look and see um, what we've got in terms of um, selling yourself more effectively, covering the things that you can do to improve more effectively. Okay, oh wait, um, can you please repeat the name of the book? Yes, I can. It's called, uh, we covered it yesterday, The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz uh, is that book. And in the back of that book, it's got a great four or five pages of questions on uh, what you can do as the leader of the sales team. And I would highly recommend that because it's all about building processes building policies, building procedures for the sales team of an organization that will help the organization increase its revenue, help the organization improve and increase what it's doing. Okay, any more questions? What about you guys here in the studio? I've got Zach and Luke, any questions from you guys? Um, not necessarily conservative. It's more about um, are you bringing in new customers or existing customers? So a farmer is going to work with an existing customer, somebody that's already transacting with the business. Well, not necessarily. It's about, um, so say here at Best Practice, you know, we've got um, uh, there's 14,000 people in our database. There's 14,000 people in the database. There's uh, 7,000 key accounts. And then there is about uh, 2,000 customers and companies, 2,000 companies. So a farmer would be picking up the phone and talking to the people that we're already talking to. And so they're, they're farming through the existing network and the existing group of customers. Uh, those customers have paid us for services. They've been happy with those services. They have, um, they've worked through... Um, you know, they've bought different parts of it. And they might say, hey, you bought the process improvement. Are you interested in recruitment? And they might be introducing new services, you know, existing from existing things that we're doing. They're going to keep buying more of like what we sell. But then you're saying, hey, do you want to check out some of these other products we've got? So a farmer would be somebody who would be like in a department store. And they're like, um, I see you've been coming in here and buying jeans. Have you checked out the amazing sheets and pillowcases that we sell? And a farmer's going to farm the account and grow the account with, you know, with an existing relationship. Whereas a hunter is, is like, you know, sometimes you'll go into a busy, a busy street and there's someone standing out the front of the nightclub handing out flyers. They're hunting for customers, new customers. They've never experienced the establishment before. They haven't experienced the business. And so Abe is a good example. So the difference between two people in our organization, you've got Abe and you've got Serge and those two people, Serge is a farmer. So he's really good with account management, like follow up relationships, follow through, follow through, follow back. And I talked yesterday about follow up, follow through, follow back. So for those of you watching um, and, um, um, and, and talking about accounts, accounts and I'll camera and I'll answer your question in a second. Um, so, so follow up, follow through, follow back. So hunters are really going out there and they're going like hunting for people and they maybe follow back. So that person's not ready to buy from us. They're going to keep following back, follow back, follow back two months, three months, four months, six months until that new customer comes on board. And they're going to bring that person on board by showing them the benefits that they're going to get out of buying our product or service. Whereas um, a farmer is going to be following through, you know, following up and following through the accounts, um, talking to people and saying, oh, this person's going to be buying in a month. 
Um, I, I apologize for the barking in the background. The office dogs are doing a bit of talking upstairs. So as we go through that process and say, okay, what can we, you know, what can we do to improve your account, if that makes sense? Um, so to answer your question, Cameron, can a farmer transform into a hunter? Uh, yes, they can. Uh, the first thing that you would do for someone who's a farmer and you want to turn them into a hunter is set them a target for new customers, new accounts. And so you would say uh, one of the goals, a management objective, a quality management objective uh, for their management system would be to win four new accounts per month, four new customers per month. So rather than giving them a revenue target and saying, increase your revenue by, you know, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, et cetera. You'd be saying to them, um, you know, your, your objective is to identify four new accounts. We have a management objective on our quality management system here at Best Practice that says uh, uh, identify and secure and bring on board four new $50,000 accounts. Um, and so that is the job of the hunter. The hunter's going to go do that. So, a farmer might say, I don't like cold calling. So things that farmers say that hunters say, I love cold calling. I love meeting new people. That's me. A farmer will say, I don't like cold calling. I like talking to people that I know and I can help those people get what they want and I can grow those accounts. Um, but in terms of controlling your destiny, it's about, it's about hunting and it's about really learning what, if you've got a specific customer that you want to work with or a specific company you want to go work for, it's about learning what they care about and then actually leaning into that relationship and then customizing what you do to suit them and pitching what you do to suit them, not doing what you want and what you're comfortable with, which is I've always done it this way. I'm happy doing it this way. That's going to be more of a farmer's kind of behavior. Does that help? Break. So obviously, like you want to miss both right? Okay. Absolutely. Um, I actually, if I was a small organization, I would prioritize hunters and hiring hunters because you haven't got many customers and you want to get more customers. So a hunter's going to get more customers. A farmer's going to look after your existing customers. Um, yeah, I think depending on what you're building. So someone like Jeff Bezos with Amazon is a really good example. Jeff Be to, to, to continue to support the Amazon business, Jeff Bezos needs lots of farmers. He needs account managers and he needs key people to look after the relationships that they've built because they, they you know, a business that has a high customer acquisition cost wants to have a long-term value in that customer. And we have long-term value in our customers. Like our customers, anywhere from average tenure of six to nine years. And so it's important for us to have farmers, but our technical team are our farmers. The I hold our technical team accountable for ensuring that they keep our customers and they they are polished five-star versions so that i can give i can i can partner them with our customers and our customers will be really grateful for that relationship and it's very very important and and from time to time there are people that um, i'm not confident that i can give that person a customer to look after uh, and that the customer will like them and that that person is focused on what that customer likes and so you know there are examples in our business where they're, they're in their own head. This is how I do it. This is how I like doing it. I'm like, that's great, but that's now not how the customer wants it. This is what the customer wants and the farmers have to be delivering what the customer wants in the way the customer wants it, not how they want to do it. And so they've got to be an influencer and if they've got to give advice to a customer, they've got to do it in a diplomatic, subtle way, but not the way they like doing, if that makes sense. And so our technical team here are our farmers and they're responsible for increasing the revenue across the accounts and I want you guys out there to be thinking about that 
with your people who are who are interfacing with your customer providing services you know are they focusing on what the customer wants what the customer needs and delivering five star service and so when you ask the customer how satisfied are you with our service on a scale of 1 to 7 how satisfied are you with our service what is the score and so some of our people the score is like a 2 and I'm like, well, you're not doing a very good job with the customer. You're not doing what the customer wants because your score is a two. But if the customer satisfaction is a seven, then that's excellent. And so there's a good relationship with those two customers. So those are the kinds of things that I want you to, to be considering in terms of actually hiring hunters and farmers and, and key account managers and business development people. We all have a role to play in that. But you know, we have a sales team very specifically. They're measured on deals closed. And you know, we closed a $9,000 deal about an hour ago. And it's important that, you know, that, that that's part of that process. But that was a farmer. So that was somebody farming an account. And then we got another $9,000 out of that customer. Um, whereas Abe is out there. Yesterday, he presented me with three account plans. And he said, we don't do business with these people right now. We're going to go to them. And we're going to say, it's our intention to do business with you. We've got some amazing services. They're going to bring you benefit. Let me show you the benefits. And then we can have a conversation about on what timeline you're going to come on board as a customer. When can we start giving you those benefits? And they're like, we're not ready to buy those benefits right now. We're not interested in buying that right now or we're buying it from someone else. And so we've got that sort of process to go through with them. Make sense? Yeah. So you can do all the analytics in the background and, and that's what it is. Um, okay. Any further questions from anyone? Um, I'm conscious of time. That's a quick game. It's a good game today. So this means sort of part two. Uh, when you uh, onboard somebody in terms of how to hire uh, I wanted to really give you the what to look for because once you know what to look for, you'll find the people um, in terms of how to hire people. You want to have you know, a one-week onboarding plan. You want to, for, for key account managers, salespeople, you really want to have a key touch points, daily sales training, daily discussion about scripts, daily discussion about objections, the kinds of objections they're going to come up with as, you know, as they're going through the process, which is, I'm not, you know, I don't know about that, or I'm a no, or, you know, what are my questions uh, so that the salesperson can actually answer objections. And then you want to be having like a clear set of measures for that person, how you're going to track their performance. Uh, you want to set them up for success. And so you want to want to understand what success looks like and then what are the skills, competencies, and experience that they need to be successful. So you can test for that in the recruitment process. So you really want to be thinking those two categories and then you want to start testing for skills, qualifications and experience and capacity. Have they got the grit that they need to do that job? Have they got the focus on the customer that they need? Um, I do see lots of people, the vast majority of people all caught up in their head about how they want to do the job, not actually focusing on what the customer wants. And I fall into that trap as well. And that's something that's, you know, that's one of the key points I want to make for the audience for you guys watching today is that it's not about you. It's about the customer. Stop making it about you. You want to be making it about how can I actually improve the experience for my customer? How can I be seen as a trusted advisor? Uh, what is it that they specifically want to know? What are their questions? Not what you want to tell them, but what are their questions? And that's why I'm constantly asking you guys for feedback on what do you want to learn? What, we, what do you want me to talk about? Okay, um, there's no further questions, so I'm going to call it a wrap right there. Uh, we're almost at the half an hour mark. I appreciate everybody's time. It's been a great uh, opportunity to talk about this. We do have that guide coming out, so if you haven't had the opportunity to check them out, go to bestpractice.biz forward slash guides, and we're going to be publishing the guide on uh, best business development, best practices for business development and sales. I hope it's helpful for you. And you can start to think about more about the skills and competencies that you need in your team members as you grow your account and sales team. If you need help, 
obviously building your accounts and sales team, uh, reach out to me. I'm happy to help. I've always got great book recommendations, but you can also talk to our team at, Next, at Best Practice Talent. Um, we've got a great psychometric testing product. So if you are talking to salespeople, looking to interview them, or if you have salespeople on your team, uh, getting them to do a PXT select report, uh, reach out to Joanne Dixon or Kelly John Woods here at Best Practice. They can help line you up with that online, online survey system. Yesterday, I looked at my sales team and I looked at the different skills and competencies and their psychometric testing reports. And it's going to help me be a better leader. I know a few things I need to change uh, with people in our team so I can be a better manager and customize my management style to set them up for success, to get better results and to grow our organization. And that's what I want for you guys too. So I hope this has been helpful. Let me know in the comments. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. Uh, if you do see this after the recording, I hope you found it valuable. And I look forward to seeing you right here next time on Best Practice TV. Thank you, Luke, in the studio. Thank you, Zach, in the studio for your assistance today. And we will see you all next week.